no matter what it is. Okay, okay, you said it, isn't it? Yeah, and um, as we are ending the year, the whole year has been our year of finding out the wisdom, isn't it? Yeah, it says that wisdom, grace shall be the stability of our times, isn't it? And the last couple of weeks, Reverend has been teaching us the wisdom in building the house of God, the wisdom in serving God. Amen? Yeah. And, um, you know, if you come to church for first service, it means that you have a certain mindset. And uh, so we'll continue with that mindset and also that assumption. Amen. That you want to acquire more wisdom in the things of God. Amen. So I will just start and encourage us that there's also great wisdom in fasting. Amen. You never expected that, isn't it? Yeah. There is wisdom in fasting. Amen. Tell your neighbor there is wisdom in fasting. Yeah. If you are a child of God, one of the greatest tools you have is fasting. Amen. Yeah. The general definition for fasting is what the abstinence from all or some kinds of food or depriving yourself of something. Amen. The abstinence from all or some kind of food, but a fast can also be just depriving yourself of something or somebody. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let it sink in. Yeah, you can fast off somebody, isn't it? And hopefully by the time the fast is ended, your taste for that person would have gone. I was just giving you definitions. That is all. But you see, every Christian must come to realize that you cannot live a successful, victorious Christian life without that part of your faith. Amen. And uh, we'll look at the fact that there are spiritual reasons why as a Christian you should fast. And there are also physical reasons why as a Christian you should fast. In fact, it's amazing that it took more than 2,000 years for non-Christians to even realize the value of fasting. And now, dietitians and health gurus are coming up with fasting complexities. Do you understand? But if they had just read scripture, they would have known that it existed long ago. Before, now they have what? Five, two, isn't it? You eat five days, you don't eat two days. Yeah, ah, Pastor, you didn't know. Okay, yeah. They, 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 they have various options. Then other than five, two, what else do they have, Bula? Sorry? Intermittent fasting. Yeah. But you see, all those things are for general health. Do you understand? So if the unbeliever and the one who says there is no God has even come to the realization that the body God made needs some level of fasting to do well. How much more those of us who are in the faith and we have known this since we gave our life to Christ but we have chosen to skip 
any such instruction. Amen. And you know what they'll say? If I don't fast, does it mean I'll make it to heaven? So, one of the main passages of scripture where we see fasting expanded on is Isaiah 58. So, I'll let us read it, but really, I just want us to read it so we have an idea that this passage exists. And then we'll look at certain specific passages around the Bible that will show you that even to serve God well, even to build the house of God, an element of that is needed. Amen. Am I talking to serious Christians this morning? Yeah, are we very serious? There's not even 1% joke. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at Isaiah 58 from the New Living Translation. There's a sound. I hear a sound. Okay. It's like the sound of the abundance of rain. Isaiah 58, I'm going to read from verse number 6. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Was it last year or the year before where Reverend instructed us in the January that whatever you would have for lunch, find a homeless person and give it to you? Do you remember? Yeah, there was a guy, that time I used to work around the HSB there, HSBC, and there was a guy, the first day I did it, the second day, and then I think he realized that there was a plan. So he, now he made that place his permanent <laughs> city area. I said, brother, let somebody else also benefit from this thing, you know. Yeah. And give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Amen. Then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. It's amazing how fasting is being equated to blessed of the Father. <laughs> that means, Bila, like you're a team, you have to fast more. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. If you've ever fasted for a very long time, I mean, at least more than maybe 14 days, you'll be surprised that by the time you are in your third week, you get even stronger without food. Amen. Somebody's looking like, I'm not buying this story today, tomorrow. I don't care what you say. Even on the first day, I'm fainting. 21 days ain't happening. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. You'll get your step back. Some of you will rebuild the 
deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interest on that day. Tell somebody, come to church on the Sabbath day. Come to church. Tell somebody that Sunday, Sunday is a holy day. Yeah, I know that they always have this argument that the Sabbath is this Saturday. It's irrespective. If you choose Tuesday as your Sabbath day, come to church on Tuesday. <laughs> it says that keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day. And don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Gee, I'm going to put this on my wall. Then the Lord will be your delight. Yeah, because if you are not... If you don't go, Kiran, pray for my son. Eh? He doesn't obey laws, especially if it has to do with the house of God. As a parent, if we give him instruction and God gives an alternative instruction, he will listen to us. Because this morning his car was not working and I told him, don't come. And his father told him, don't come. You have service anyway. And he didn't listen to us. And I say, if you get stuck on the motorway, nobody will come and help you because we are all in service. And he didn't mind. Did he mind you? No, me too. He didn't mind me. But that is why God continues to bless you. Yesterday morning, Friday, when did we leave? Saturday, yesterday morning, as we were about to set off, I was putting my little suitcase in the car. And then my neighbor and his daughter were driving, coming into their driveway. And then... Um, they came out of the car and just came to say hello and just normal pleasantries. And then they asked of uh, Phoebe how she's coping, whether she settled in. And then they asked of Kieran and I said, oh, God willing, by June he would have finished uni, you know. And then my neighbor's daughter really got excited and she was like, so what does he want to do? I said, anything to do with money he, 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 <laughs> he would like to. I said, yeah, he wants to go into banking investment. And she was like, really? I said, yeah, that is his uh, desire and uh, his plans for now. And she said, oh. Then ask him to call me because uh, first direct in HSB, we are recruiting. So he should call me and I'll let him know who to call. And then I'll tell him what to do. And then I'll, yeah. So whilst he's chasing God, the jobs. You know, there are a lot of people who are finishing uni writing 200 CVs. And he hasn't written any. And when you even tell him that, go and... Um, go to the library, he tell you that he has to go on visitation. But then God is working on his behalf. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you are serving God and we are teaching you something, trust that the benefits are greater than you can see. Yeah. Because the Sabbath day is a day for God. Maybe if he had stayed, he would have been idle and would have been gossiping this morning. He says, then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestors, Jacob. I, the Lord, I have spoken. Amen. I, the Lord, I have spoken. He says, I will give you great honor and satisfy you with it. You see, as a church, I believe that we must continue to preach the word of God in its entirety and also preach it truthfully. 
because the deception of the charismatic movement is that we want the honor, we want the inheritance, we want the promises of God, we want the blessings of God. But when we look at maybe the line before the verse or the chapter before the verse and it doesn't suit or it's not very comfortable or it or it involves or it engages us also stretching ourselves a bit, then we just skip it and stick to the verse we like. Yeah. Most scriptures that come with a promise, there's always an instruction. Yeah. Do you, do you understand? Even basic ones. Yeah. When he says the Lord will give you the desires of, he says that delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you. Yeah. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. My God shall supply all my needs. No, no, no. Your God will supply your needs when you have looked after and looked after the needs of the missionaries and looked after the needs of the house of God. Then that blessing is conferred upon you. Don't take the verse and just go and paint it on your wall. Yeah, it's at the entrance of your door. Yeah. And spiritual reasons to fast. The first one, it's a sign of humility, brokenness, and repentance. It's a sign of humility, brokenness, and repentance. Spiritual reasons why we ought to learn, develop. You see, when I was a younger Christian, we were taught how to fast like we were in the army. Yeah. Declare everything that will tempt you away from you. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? And then you have undercover spies. <laughs> yeah. Who even come and entice you to see if you will take the biscuit or you will take the chocolate? Yeah, you know. Uh, but now, because we say that we have free will, and also, you know, that is really a religious spirit, let people be led by God, and let them know, let them also sense God telling them to fast, let them feel that they have to fast, let them, so we never get to that place. If you, if, if you are not humble, you will not fast. Do you understand? If you don't have that sense of brokenness, that I cannot do it by myself. I cannot get there by myself. I cannot become there it by myself. I cannot change by myself. See, when we even look at some of the blessings of fasting or that, you come to realize that there are some things that you have been trying to sort out character-wise, personality, whatever, and it's not changing. It is not changing. It is, I won't drink again. And it lasts for two... It, it lasts for three and a half days. Yeah, you haven't drunk any, uh, any they say any spirit. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't, yeah, but you see, there's a reason why it has that name. Because it is a spirit. Yeah, yesterday, as we were, we left, we saw people that the spirit had overtaken. Some were weeping. You can ask Reverend. <laughs> the girl was... Then she went to follow and somebody started crying. I said, it's not her crying. She's not crying because she's sad. <laughs> she was so drunk, she was crying. <laughs> yeah. 
And the thing is that you will be able to survive. Do you understand? A month, six weeks, whatever. Then you see that Christmas will come and your workplace will have Christmas party. And then you'll be sitting at the table and your demon will be sitting in front of you. But because your heart is not broken and there's not that repentance towards that thing, you look left, you look right. Pastor is not here. Sister Bila is not here. Who is here? Who is here? Check the camera. The cameras are even pointing this way. <laughs> Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. We're going to look at two lots of scriptures. One that Joel talks about and one about Ahab. Joel. Joel is a very good name. If I were to have another son, he probably will be called Joel. The prophet. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar is for Pastor Sam. Nebu, 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 Nebu. Verse 12, a call to repentance. That is why the Lord says to me now, while there is time, give me your hearts. Come with fasting, with weeping, and mourning. Give me your hearts. It means that even to be able to fast, your heart must be with God. To be able to, you see, when your, when your heart is with fashion, you will fast to fit into the dress. Have you seen people about to get married? Ooh. Pa, 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 pa. Yes. Yeah, yesterday we met one of our little girls who I hadn't seen for a while, but she got married. And when I saw her, I couldn't believe it. I said the miracle of a wedding dress. The miracle of a wedding dress. Yeah, because her heart is in the wedding and her heart is in the man it means that if your heart is in god and you have to do that for god you will do it yeah people start even drinking sometimes because their heart is in somebody who drinks or it's not or their heart is in a place that they drink or you don't understand what i'm saying yeah it says give me your heart and come with fasting weeping and mourning all these things we do but we don't do them for God. Yesterday, that lady's crying. It didn't have God in it. it didn't, you, you know, and the guy was asking her questions. I was trying to tell the guy, stop asking her questions. What, what is wrong with you? What do you think is wrong with her? <laughs> hmm. She's under the spirit. <laughs> Whatever that spirit was. Vodka, I don't know. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. But tear your heart. Christians must be broken for Christ. I keep saying this thing. Stop crying over mortal things. If you have tears to shed, cry unto God. Cry about God. Cry for God. Cry in God. And stop wasting your tears. Return to the Lord your God. For he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. We can fast for love that fails. How much more unfailing love? How many of you know that earthly love, it fails? Hmm? Eros love, it fails. 
even feel your love, it feels. Do you understand? Yeah. If you see people getting divorced, you won't believe that once upon a time they loved each other. You will absolutely not believe that they actually said, I love you. They drew emojis, heart signs, whatever. Some even, you know, we had this discussion at um, chapel and um, about tattoos. And then yesterday, it just occurred to me that people put names of people in the season of love. Outside the season of love, they have to go back to the tattoo shop to change their name, create more pain, and turn it into something else. Yeah, because they can't, you can't do anything. The only way you can remove it is by adding more things to rename. So if maybe the person was called uh, Charlie, and Charlie, Charlie's failing love, you can go and they can turn the C into an O, do you understand? And then the L into you know, a D, and then it can become order. (laughs) 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 And sometimes the location of the tattoo is only somebody who has slept with you who can see that tattoo. So when you put the name of Charlie and Charlie is gone and Joseph comes and Joseph, Joseph is a Christian. So Joseph marries you and on the night of your marital whatever or of your wedding takes his bride. Well, by the time he, he says Charlie, Charlie who, who is Charlie? Charlie <laughs> but can you if you are that crazy about tattoos why don't you put I love Jesus so that whether Charlie comes Joseph goes John what Jesus always remains The problem is that sometimes when you go and change the Charlie to Odo, there may be two years down the line, you and you and Charlie, you reconnect. And maybe Charlie kept yours. And Charlie is trying to locate his. Anyway, all I'm saying is that where is your heart? Who has your heart? It's complicated, yes. (laughs) He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows? Perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of this case. Sometimes the fast is what, sometimes the fast is what will shift a case and turn it into a blessing. There might be a case which is hereditary which is from generation to generation to generation to generation. But your fast will break it. Your fast will destroy it. Your fast will demolish it. Perhaps he will change that curse into a blessing. Perhaps you'll be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord your God as you did before. Blow the ram's horn in Jerusalem. Announce a time of fasting. 
called the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the people, the elders, the children, and even the babies. One breast milk will be missed. <laughs> Aren't you surprised? Yeah. It means that even our children, we can begin to teach them just little things. Today, no chocolate, or today, no this. For them to understand. Call the bridegroom from his quarters and the bride from her private room. <laughs> you are not cutting your cake just yet. <laughs> Let the priest and minister, uh, who minister in the Lord's presence, stand and weep between the entry room to the temple and the altar. Let them pray on their knees. Spare your people, O Lord. Don't let your special possession become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for unbelieving foreigners who say, has the God of Israel left them? Amen. Amen. You know, I was listening to a man of God who was preaching with me and he was like, you know, even in the church, you can realize that our worship is almost becoming secularized. We're okay when we have to dance. And it's great to dance. I love to dance. But when we have to go into worship, then we become uncomfortable. When we have to go on our knees, then we become uncomfortable. For some of us, we have never even knelt down before God because our dress will crumple or get dirty. Yeah, there's no, can't work like that. It doesn't take all that. It takes, I can only give so much example, I can't give an hour. <laughs> yeah, because we have knelt in places we ought not to kneel. We are falling down, straight, prostrate. I couldn't help. I, we have fallen down, prostrate. Before mere men. Rolled over. Before mere men, but God, we are ashamed to lie down. We are ashamed. We are ashamed. We are ashamed. Yeah. Even if we are moved by the message or we are moved by the worship, we quickly wipe the tear and stay focused. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Reverend, if you have realized it. Sometimes maybe the presence of God is so strong. You know, and maybe somebody's not even being prayed for or anything, but the spirit of God is just coming over them. Then they realize, no, there's going to be a shaking. Then they put their hands in their pocket and they stand straight. <laughs> I'm not shifting today. Yeah. Put their hands in their back pockets. Just, yeah. yeah. But somebody will even just call you on the phone, then you have goosebumps. I said, Where is your heart? Where is your heart? Sometimes you haven't picked the phone, but his name is appearing on the screen of your phone or your iPad. He's FaceTiming you. You are about to just click the green button and you are already shaking. Yeah. 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 You know, sometimes it's even 2 a.m., you know, and then you answer, and then it's like, oh, were you sleeping? Me? No. But would you wake up at 2 a.m. to pray? 
Would you wake up at 2 a.m. and have a sense of heaviness? Will you wake up at 2 a.m. and be broken? Will you wake up at 2 a.m. and feel that, where is my God? I'm missing somebody. Have you seen him? Have you seen him whom my soul loveth? Can we be like Mary and say, where is my God? Where is my Lord? I'm looking for my Savior. Have you seen him? No. But when you call him and he doesn't pick the phone, then you call his cousin, call his sister, call his brother. Where is Charlie? Where is Charlie? Am I Charlie's keeper? <laughs> I hope nobody here has called Charlie. <laughs> is anybody here called Charlie? First Kings 21. Verse 27. But when Ahab heard this message, he tore his clothing, dressed in Belab, and fasted. Because if you don't know the, uh, uh, what had happened, Jezebel, Ahab went to open his mouth that Naboth's vineyard is really nice. It's, he would like it. So he went to Naboth and said, can I give you something and take something? I'll give you something big and take it. And then Nebot said, no, this one is family uh, property. It's not going. So he was sad. So Jezebel saw her husband. I said, why? You're a king. Why are you so sad? He said, eh, eh, Nebot won't give me. <laughs> you know, it's like people on the playground. He said he won't give me his toy to also play with. And Jezebel said, how can you even be so broken and sad? Ah, don't you own this whole land? What is it? Don't worry, don't worry. Anyway, you, you, you. Just, just, just relax. Your, that vineyard is coming your way shortly. So she organized. She also had her team. Do you know anything you come up with, you always find people to support you. There is nothing that does not have support. That is why every political party in England has people who vote for them. If there's no party that people don't vote for. And on that note, please make sure you go and vote, okay? I don't know who you vote for, but vote. Okay, yeah. So Jezebel organized it, and then they killed Naboth, and she brought the vineyard to Ahab. And then the Lord came to rebuke him and said that because of that, dogs will lick your blood and Jezebel's blood, and generations after you. Yeah, don't die in a nice way. All of them, there'll be dogs involved in their dying. So Ahab had this message that dogs are going to lick his blood. He tore his clothing, dressed in Belab, and fasted. He even slept in the Belab and went about in deep mourning. Then another message from the Lord came. He fasted, he was in mourning, and another message came from the Lord to Elijah. Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has done this, I will not do what I promised during his lifetime. It will happen to his sons. I will destroy his dynasty. But as for he, Ahab, because he was broken, because he acknowledged what it was, because he came before me in prayer, in fasting, in brokenness, in humility, the dogs will not, he will not have that experience. But the ones coming after him. That is why sometimes a case can have a break and then continue. Because there is somebody there whose heart is with the Lord. Yeah. 
So when the heart is with the Lord, even though it has been declared, it has been spoken, it will pass over you. It will pass over you. It will pass over you. Matthew 23, verse 12, the Bible says, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Psalm 35, verse 13, the Bible says that, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into my own bosom. Amen. There is something about fasting and humility that go together. You cannot fast if you are too self-aware and too self-conscious. And you see, when you try and say that I am abstaining from this, I am, it takes a certain edge off you because, you know, especially when it comes to food, when you are fasting, food becomes the most attractive thing in your life. Yeah, yesterday I was searching for McDonald's. Who searches for McDonald's at 11 uh, p.m.? And we couldn't find some. But you know that I'm married to one of the most miraculous men on the planet. He was like, be rest assured, we shall find McDonald's. Yeah, I'll tell you the rest of the story. The second thing is that fasting is to facilitate the work of God. So if we say that, it is wisdom to build the house of God. It is wisdom to serve God. Then I want to tell you that to serve God and to build the house of God, fasting will facilitate that endeavor. Amen. Fasting will facilitate it. You see it all through the Old and the New Testament. You know, when I was reading to this, I was looking and I even realized that, you know, even for uh, Cornelius, he was praying and fasting when he had that experience that Peter was going to come. Do you understand? And bring salvation to his household. He was fasting. And this was somebody who was not even a Christian. Acts 13. The Bible says in verse 2 and 3, One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said to them, dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after even more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. It means that even Paul and Barnabas did not set out until prayer and fasting had gone and even more prayer and fasting. So as a church, CICC, 1000 CICC in every city, every city will require prayer and fasting. Every chapel will require prayer and fasting. Every department will require, every time God gives us a new move, there has to be more prayer and fasting. Yeah, it's not a business endeavor. It's a spiritual endeavor. Yeah, because the place you are going, there are principalities there awaiting your presence. Yeah, if you want to see your life challenged, begin to serve God even more. You will see that you need to become a strong person. Acts 14. The Bible says in verse 23, Paul and, oh, Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church. With prayer and fasting, they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. So as Paul and Barnabas were going on, they to anywhere they went and preached, they wanted to leave a church there. 
they will create elders. And the elders, they prayed and fasted. And then they raised the elders and said, okay, we are leaving you in charge. Everywhere they went, they would pray and fast. Meanwhile, they also were prayed and fasted for before they were sent. And they also began to pray and fast as they were establishing elders. We can't do the work of God without prayer and fasting. We cannot do the work of God without prayer and fasting. When you look at Ezra, next week we'll look at a few more because we, uh, we have convention. We can, we'll finish this before the year ends. Amen. Amen. 